Hello? Anybody home? Today, I want you to open your mind. I've almost come to the conclusion that the story is so damning that the mass of people can't deal with it. We are in process of developing a whole series of techniques to get people actually to love their servitude. We face a hostile ideology, global in scope, atheistic in character, ruthless in purpose and insidious in method. For we are opposed around the world by a monolithic and ruthless conspiracy that relies primarily on covet means for expanding its sphere of influence. To change the minds and the attitudes and the beliefs of the people of the world, especially the United States, to bring about one world socialist totalitarian government. The potential for the disastrous rise of misplaced power exists and will persist. It has patterned itself after every dictator who has ever planted the ripping imprint of a boot on the pages of history since the beginning of time. Brutes have risen to power, but they lie. Dictators free themselves, but they enslave the people. If you can get people to consent to the state of affairs in which they are living, then you have a much more easily controllable society than you would if you were relying wholly on clubs and firing squads and concentration camps. Tools of conquest do not necessarily come with bombs and explosions and fallout. There are weapons that are simply thoughts, attitudes, prejudices, to be found only in the minds of men. As you connect the dots between different people, organizations, places, religions, history, suddenly the picture starts to form. If you don't connect the dots, it's just a mass of what's all this about. The kingdom of God is within man, not one man, nor a group of men, but in all men, in you. You, the people, have the power to make this life free and beautiful to make this life a wonderful adventure. Someone born in the United States is not more special than someone born in Mexico. Someone who is white is not more special than someone who is black. They're just vehicles for the consciousness to experience. War is peace. Freedom is slavery. Ignorance is strength. They do not want your children to be educated. They do not want you to think too much. It was learned that the aliens had been and were then manipulating masses of people through secret societies, witchcraft, magic, the occult, and religion. They reach into our children in music, television, books. Prey on children's innocence. How can I disprove lies that are stamped with an official seal? So if you have the opportunity to stand next to one of these machines, it feels like an altar to an alien god. Power is the most awesome force the planet's ever seen, but you wield it like a kid that's found his dad's gun. The Army Air Forces has announced that a flying disc is now in the possession of the Army. Too many others know what's happening out there, and no one, no government agency has jurisdiction over the truth. Any state, any entity, any ideology that fails to recognize the worth, the dignity, the rights of man, that state is obsolete. A case to be filed under M for Mankind in the Twilight Zone. About time some of you got acquainted with the real hard truth. It's the heart that says, I will not acquiesce. Broadcasting from the Sonoran Desert, I'm your host, Ryan Gable. And this is The Secret Teachings Radio, August 30th, 2022, Monday through Friday, 10 p.m. to midnight Pacific, right after Clyde Lewis and Ground Zero. We welcome all of you coming over from Ground Zero to The Secret Teachings. Thank you so much for joining us. If you'd like to contact the show, 
rdgable at yahoo.com is my personal email. You can also find us on social media at facebook.com forward slash the secret teachings and on Twitter at TST underscore underscore radio. Our website has all of our shows on it, so you can listen and stream those shows. You can also find my books that I've written and published, www.thesecretteachings.info. You can find the show pretty much anywhere you listen to radio or podcasts. You can stream the show. You can download the show. But if you want to get the ad-free version of the show, plus access to our montage archive and more, visit the website at thesecretteachings.info and subscribe today. You will not regret it. At least I hope you don't regret it. You will be supporting this show and you will be providing yourself with endless content that we produce Monday through Friday again, 10 p.m. to midnight Pacific. Tonight we are joined by a friend of ours, Derek Murphy. He is sort of our resident esotericist here on The Secret Teachings. I've done this a very long time. People know me as an esotericist and I found a few more out there in the world of radio, not just people like Clyde, but people like Derek. And Derek is joining us on the show tonight. The discussion is going to probably be less than organized, though in some manner, in some form, it will be a very organized form of chaos. And that's because there really isn't a way to put into order and put into a chronological series of bullet points what we have to discuss tonight i think we could just start with the vmas the video music awards on mtv i've never watched the vmas i've seen clips over the years just like any other award show where very wealthy very influential very privileged people get together and give themselves awards and then lecture the very poor generally speaking audience about why they shouldn't fly or why they shouldn't drive their car or why they shouldn't have a family, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But the 2022 VMA Awards, and it's probably like this every year, I've just never watched them. Having watched them this year over the weekend on Sunday, I didn't watch all of them, but uh, but a lot of them, they were a stereotypical expression of elitist idol worship. I've watched the Emmys before. I've watched the Golden Globes. And they're all very much a stereotypical expression of elitist idol worship. But the VMAs are a little bit different. Any music award is a little bit different than movies or TV shows. Especially because the music industry, probably more than even the visual entertainment industry, although music industry, we have music videos, But TV shows and movies, there's an element and an angle to that we could address. But for the music industry, the music industry condenses basically, you know, an hour and a half, two hour movies and uh, concepts and ideas into two and a half, three, three and a half, four minute songs. So they're jam packed if there's a message that is being sold to you by the artist or by the industry or by some corporation, or by the record company, whatever is put into that song, it's not an hour and a half or two hours to, to present to you whatever the, the idea is, the concept, the, 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 um, the product that they're trying to sell you. It's condensed to a very short amount of time. 
And there's also a difference between watching a movie or a TV show and being put in a trance quite literally by the television set or by your computer or tablet or phone. We put music in our ears with earbuds and headphones. We go to the gym. We take a walk. We do stuff around the house. And yes, the TV can or the computer can, can provide for the same subconscious programming. But I think music, more than any other form of entertainment, music in particular, really gets into the subconscious, especially when you start to do tasks like lift weights or do dishes or whatever you're doing, listening to music, taking a walk, things like that. So it's a lot of stuff, a lot of information condensed into a short amount of time. And the music industry has for generations, for decades, produced content that some people, especially those people who consider themselves to be religious or Christian, they consider it satanic. Now, I'm referring to the satanic panic. I'm referring to the playing of records backwards. I'm referring to the classical idea of, 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 of this um, satanic element in Hollywood. But I don't think that the satanic element in Hollywood is strictly a metaphor, and I don't think it's something that can only be seen by religious zealots. Because I'm not a religious zealot. I'm not a Christian. I'm not religious in any traditional form or definition of the word. And yet I see it in Hollywood. In fact, I saw a video, an interview, and I played it for you last Friday on the show called Little Demon, of a producer in Hollywood... He said he was not a Christian, he didn't believe in God, but when he got into the industry and he dealt with his manager and he dealt with some of the people in the industry and he saw the, the themes of literally worshiping the devil, he was so taken back by it, he actually found Christ. That's a pretty interesting story. And there are plenty of people in the industry who have said that they have literally met the devil. And this is an idea that, again, I don't think it can be strictly confined to metaphor. But the idea of meeting the devil, whether that is a bad relationship with a manager or with the industry itself, the signing of your contract, or people make songs about a bad breakup or something like that. The classical deal, the Faustian bargain that one makes with the devil, kind of like the story of Urban Grandier, who made a deal with the devil, and I actually have a copy of what is reported to have been the actual contract that uh, Urban Granger signed with uh, Asmodeus and a handful of other demons. It's in my book, Occult Arcana. And uh, the contract is a, is a signature. In, it's in reverse. I believe the original is in Latin, the language of, of, of the demons. So... We have a long history of people, not just entertainers, but people selling their souls for fame and for fortune. And we've heard everybody from Katy Perry to uh, you know, Bob Dylan talk about this. But the idea of selling your soul and the classical idea of the Faustian bargain means that you give your body, you give your vessel, which is a temple for divinity. And you don't have to believe in God to know that something is animating your body. Something is animating this physical material. When you die, your body ceases to function. 
You might have a little nerve function, hair and nail growth, but there is no conscious function in the body. So there is something that is conscious, that is awareness, that is animating the physical body. When you take that away, the body ceases to function. This is obviously not a debatable thing. So when you take that idea and you apply it to the music industry, here's what I saw at the VMAs. I saw Nicki Minaj, who was up there for a lot of the, the award ceremony. Nicki Minaj, I don't know about you, Nicki Minaj looked like she was made of plastic. And I don't mean that in a, in a, in a way where I, I, I don't like the woman because she's had plastic surgery or she's got too much makeup on. They literally made her look like plastic. From I'm imagining she has contacts in her eyes. Her eyes normally don't look like they did at the VMAs. She has this, well, she had several dress outfits on. She had this pink outfit on. She put on the, the dress later with the slit cut up to her hip. And she had these things in her eyes that made her, she literally looked like a doll. She literally looked like a doll. And the doll, just like the awards that are given out, these are, in my view, these are false idols. Made of gold, made of bronze, made of silver, etc. And performers like Nicki Minaj are no—they're not—they're not even just fake. You know, we—we've said that about celebrities. Everybody said that about celebrities, or heard somebody say that about celebrities. Oh, they're just fake. Performers aren't just fake anymore. Many look with the makeup and the surgery as if they've been turned into soulless dolls, able only to move at their handler's will. That's what they look like. That's how they act. And the idea of making the Faustian bargain, the grandeur deal, the idea of selling your soul, is transferring the essence of divinity out of the body and welcoming into the body a foreign energy, a foreign essence, a foreign substance. Your body is a temple for the divine, for consciousness and awareness. You have to abandon that in order to obtain the influence and the powers that will allow you to perform the way that will make you famous and wealthy and popular, to sing, to write music, etc. You literally and figuratively and symbolically become a marionette. You become a doll. You become a physical thing that can be inhabited by something that is not of this world. And one of the ways in which, if you ask any paranormal investigator who's worth their weight, or if you ask somebody who hunts ghosts, or you ask somebody like myself who is an esotericist or an occultist, we will tell you, based on the literature going back hundreds and thousands of years, that when people consume too much alcohol and people consume too many drugs, and people engage in too many acts of promiscuity, what happens is the body becomes distorted. The energy field around the body becomes distorted. And the divine protection, the divine essence, tends to dissipate. And it opens awareness, or you could say it clouds awareness, to other energies, other forms of, for lack of a better word, consciousness, things that can enter in or as some say, walk in and take possession of the body. 
So there are multiple angles. There are multiple levels to this. On one level, you have the individual who is making a bargain with Faust, the Faustian bargain, a bargain with the devil. They are making that bargain with Mephistopheles. They are making that bargain with Asmodeus, with Lucifer. They are trading their life. They are trading their freedom. They are trading everything to the industry to become famous, to become successful, to become wealthy, to become influential. And although they have this power and this wealth, they are miserable pawns and puppets and dolls and marionettes of their handlers. On another level, in order to work yourself into a performing trance so that you can perform some of the ways that these pop stars and musicians perform or how they write music, you willingly give yourself up to something that is otherworldly and divine. Now, I know that this is true. I know that this is real because I don't turn myself over to randomness or nothingness. But I can tell you, despite what you might think, a little BTS of the secret teachings, I prepare a show based on my intuition. Whatever my intuition says, that's what I go with for the show topic, for the show title, and for the show image. When I try to sit and come up with a theme or an idea or a topic, and it doesn't immediately come to me and I try to force it, it comes out stale. And my intuition says, no, that's not right. Do it again. I'm listening to my, quote, higher self. I'm listening to my, for lack of a better term, guardian angel. All of us have this ability. But there are some that want to force the issue. And they want to force the fame and force the wealth and force the influence and force the talent. Some people are talented naturally, sure, but some people want to force it. And they'll do anything to force it, anything to get there, anything to have made it. So they open themselves up to anything and everything. Whatever is willing to inhabit them and to use their body as a puppet, like in that TV show Gravity Falls I played you a clip of on Friday where the little boy makes a deal with Bill Cipher, the devil, in exchange for a password into a computer, the devil takes possession of his body and throws his soul out of the physical body and into the ether. So you have people that make deals and they sell their freedom to the industry. It's like that movie Elvis, right? Elvis was worked to death. That was the angle that they took worked to death by uh, his manager, by the colonel, by an industry kept him in a golden cage, just like you see Taylor Swift swinging in and look what you made me do. On the next level, they open themselves up to possession. They open themselves up to the talent that they need to be more than naturally talented, to be talented on a level that is almost supernatural, which is what Bob Dylan said. I didn't write those lyrics. Nobody could write those lyrics that I was singing. Something else wrote those lyrics. The thing that I made the agreement with. That's why I keep doing what I'm doing because I made an agreement. I made a bargain with the devil. Then you get to the next level where people are not only making deals with the industry and making deals by opening themselves up to whatever these, these forces are, 
but they have done it for so long that any leftover consciousness and awareness has dissipated. It has evaporated. It has vanished. And if there is any component, any element, any essence, any component, any piece of their soul leftover, I looked up on stage at the VMAs and I saw Nicki Minaj. And this is my honest, truthful viewpoint of Nicki Minaj. I looked at her and I thought, there is a tiny piece of whoever Nicki Minaj and who the real Nicki Minaj is, the real person. There's a tiny piece of that woman, that soul left. But outside of the tiny bit of that that you can hear in her voice when she's thanking people, the rest of it is inhabited by a force. I mean, she has multiple personalities. She's acknowledged that. She has two different personalities, just like Eminem has three different personalities. A lot of musicians, a lot of singers, a lot of pop stars, they all have you know alternate personalities, just like Hannah Montana and Miley Cyrus. But there's not much of Nicki Minaj left. And at some point, you start to look as if you are no longer human. It's my belief this is why people like Nicki Minaj, this is why people like Eminem, they don't look human, not because they've had surgery or they have makeup on. They don't look human because they just have this voidness in their eyes. They put in contacts like Nicki Minaj to look literally like she has fake eyeballs, like they're plastic. They wear things and they, they have, I'm guessing, uh, a makeup team, in the case of Nicki Minaj, who they do her makeup and the way they dress her, I mean, it's not like Nicki Minaj had that outfit from the VMAs in her closet and thought, hey, I'll just wear this tonight. It's all costume. It's all design. It's all, quote, high class, high design in Hollywood. So they put her in that because she is a vessel and they want her to exude a certain theme and a certain energy. And the way they had her looking, just like the way Eminem looks in some of his new music, they don't look human anymore. Not that they're just possessed by the industry, not that they've opened themselves up to forces of the shadow world, but they are literally plastic containers. They are literally dolls. They are all dolled up, and they're waiting for their handlers to tell them what to do and how to act. And that is why I believe that the music industry, not just because of an alcohol company, not just because of a pharmaceutical company, not just because of the perversity of sexuality in Hollywood, but this is why I believe that the music industry in particular, but also Hollywood in general, pushes the alcoholism, the drug use, and the drug abuse, and the promiscuity. And then when you watch the VMAs, which I did most of them, not all of them, but most of them, I was actually more interested in the commercials because the commercials, every single commercial break, there were commercials for pregnancy tests for young girls. There was a girl in her college dorm room. She was making sure she wasn't pregnant. There were anti-HIV drugs that were being advertised. And that's probably because apparently everybody at the VMAs who's black is gay and wears a dress. I don't know if you noticed that, but apparently every black man is gay now in Hollywood. And antidepressants. And I sat through commercial after commercial of pregnancy tests, anti-HIV drugs, antidepressants, and then I go back to the actual awards, 
and it's sexuality, 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 HIV drugs, antidepressants, pregnancy tests, sexuality, 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 pregnancy tests, anti-HIV drugs, and antidepressants. They're creating and generating and manifesting and cultivating problems that then they offer you the solutions to. So as these things have happened to those people in the industry, the corrupt dealings, the bad deals, the bad contracts, the, the making of a deal with a corrupt industry, and then you open yourself up to the possessive forces that allow you to be, quote, talented in the industry, and then eventually you become a doll, a plastic vessel. You are all dolled up for your handlers. Well, the same thing as we see the alcoholism, the promiscuity, and the drug use and abuse in the industry itself to cope and to deal and also to help open yourself to these things, we see the same thing happening to the general public. The promiscuity, we see the perversity of sex, we see the drug use and abuse, and we see the alcoholism and the depression and the suicide. So when you watch the VMAs and you see that ceremony with false idols, and you see performers aren't just fake. They look like they've, through makeup and surgery, been altered into these soulless dolls able only to move at their handler's will. It's just as the miserably famous have been used as marionettes, the final product is beginning to slip into the general public, making them inanimate dolls, unable to speak or move without artificial influence. That's happening to the public. The divine soul is being replaced with something diabolic. The bad deal in the industry, the corrupt deal, the opening of yourself up because you don't have any other option for the writing, for the dancing, for the talent that you need, and then you become an empty vessel. And then that is being shifted onto the general public. To make a deal with the devil, to open yourself up to all or rather limited possibilities. And to allow something to take possession of you to become just another brick in the wall, if you will, another marionette, another doll. They want to doll you up, just like these celebrities have been dolled up. All dolled up, and you really don't have anywhere to go except into that spiraling pit of hell. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings. Derek Murphy coming up. For the rest of tonight's broadcast, we're going to talk about dolls. We're going to talk about the music industry. We're going to talk about the smiley faces and some other stuff here on the broadcast this evening. All dolled up. You do have somewhere to go. The secret teachings.info. Stay with us. There's more after this. Don't go anywhere. listening to The Secret Teachings. For more information on the show or to contact Ryan, visit thesecretteachings.info or email ryan at rdgable at yahoo.com. Hey, this is John Peasy at johnpeasy.com and I'm here with Ryan Gable from The Secret Teachings. It's The Secret Teachings, one of the homes of the original Super Bowl analysis, airing exclusively five nights a week on Ground Zero Radio. If you're interested in all things that include the occult, from witchcraft to voodoo, and from mythology to alchemy, then why not check out the book Occult Arcana, complete with hundreds of beautiful images. Maybe you want to look at technology, black goo, UFOs, 
and demonic parts made in the entertainment industry. Check out the technological elixir, black goo, transhumanism and invoking AI. Or if that's not enough and you want a practical look at food, lifestyles and ingredients, even those in your pet food, with free solutions to better health, then check out Food Philosophy. All three of these books are available in softcover or PDF at www.thesecretteachings.info That's where you can read reviews, see pictures and even order yours today. Are you intrigued by Paranormal Talk Radio? You'll love the new Paranormal Radio app from TalkStream Live. You'll find a great selection of talk shows covering UFOs, ghosts, strange phenomena, and much more. Download the Paranormal Radio app now and start listening to the very best in paranormal talk entertainment, including the network you're listening to right now, the Paranormal Radio app, free in Google Play and the iOS App Store. You could listen to this. And again, you know, people say David has no evidence, David has no evidence. I hate this channel. Or you could listen to The Secret Teachings with myself, Ryan Gable, five nights a week on Ground Zero Radio. Join us to explore the outer limits of history, symbolism, parapolitics, and more. We'll explore a little bit of everything, but don't take my word for it. I'm kind of like you. I'm a last of a dying breed, a generalist. That's The Secret Teachings, five nights a week on Ground Zero Radio. This is Kev Baker of The Kev Baker Show, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable. Broadcasting from somewhere between the normal and abnormal. A collection of question marks. No reason, no explanation. Just a prolonged nightmare in which fear, loneliness, and the unexplainable walk hand in hand through the shadows. It's The Secret Teachings on Ground Zero Radio. Welcome back to the Secret Teachings Radio Broadcast. I'm your host, Ryan Gable. Thank you so much for joining us. Tonight, Derek Murphy joins us on the broadcast to discuss the VMAs. The VMAs were this Sunday, and I watched a little bit of the VMAs, and I was blown back by the apparent fact that the FCC no longer exists and no longer regulates television. I really thought that the FCC... Uh, has been abolished. I, I couldn't believe what I saw, but I guess I'm sort of out of the loop. I don't really watch a lot of television, and I certainly don't watch a lot of pop television, if you will. But I thought it was interesting that during the VMAs, like during any music performance or any celebrity get-together, it's the same kind of thing that we always see. It's this god and goddish, a goddess worship. We see the literal idols, you know, we see literal idols, a uh, little spaceman award, or you have your Tony awards or your Emmy awards. It's just little, we worship these little golden idols or these little silver idols, little bronze idols. And we watch, I mean, I, I watched a little bit of the VMAs. I looked at Taylor Swift. She won another award. I mean, that girl doesn't even look human anymore. I don't know what they've done to her skin. She looks totally fake. Everybody there is like made of plastic you know what it looked like, Derek? It looked like the uh, the capital from the Hunger Games. That's what it looked like. And I, 
I've ne- I've never really watched something like that, and I was I was put back by it. But I, I bring it up, and I bring you on the show because you know a lot about the music industry, and you've seen a lot of the same synchronicities I have. There's a lot of emphasis now, for some reason, this year on dolls, and uh, I guess the doll, the mannequin, mind control. There's a lot of emphasis on uh, black goo. Black goo is a mainstream news story now from Wired magazine. There's just a lot. I don't I don't know where do you want to start. <laughs> so much honestly uh since you asked me to be in the show uh you, like you pointed out the uh the vmas and all that kind of stuff i've just been trying to consume as many of these things as possibly can because and there's just seemingly like an overwhelming amount of weird esoterica and just it's 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 we say, we say it all the time but it's like these people are just are listening to these shows or like or <laughs> they have like a checklist of things that they have to like check off when they're when they're designing a set and when they're like creating a routine or they're making a video and it's just, it, it really blew me away. So I, I worked the overnights and stuff, so I watched all the uh, performances in, in, uh, in the morning uh-huh. and everything. And, and there's, there was some that we were like kind of, kind of had a uh, head circled, like, you know, this is definitely going to be weird. And some really knocked my socks off. But you were saying how like um, the FCC, like they're, they're not even, they're seem to be not even a factor anymore. And that everybody seems so plastic and like, and, and fake. I feel like that's, it's, it's like the, I don't know if it's on purpose or it's just a natural effect, but like they want the metaverse to be more real or cooler than what the real world is. Like I'm watching, I'm watching Lizzo up there and I'm like, what is going on there? Are they just like leaving a, her out to dry? Is she, that's is a she wide, going to be canceled? I'm sorry. Is that a widescreen angle? Are you getting... yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. I had to turn my phone <laughs> in landscape mode. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> but, uh, she, she, I mean like she, she's like one, tweet away from, from getting canceled or whatever so when, as, I'm, as I'm watching her performance I'm just like there's, there's just nothing happening here there's just no energy like every time they cut to crowd noise it's just dead and they, and they got a mic in with the fake noise and everything that, oh I, just, that's what I thought it, so you thought the same thing that it was a fake crowd the noise it was just everything seemed so fake it was just like a simulacrum of like a, a real award show it was cut in with like these VR metaverse parts that seemed to be like the most electric the most like riveting parts of the show and also obviously the most loaded with like cult imagery and that kind of stuff but it's, it's, it's yes, like yes. I don't know if it's naturally happening that, that this fake digital world is becoming more real or more interesting or if it's just like on purpose that they want the real world to look first but like that's what I saw last night it's just like it, it just, it's just like the seams are coming undone these the, 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 the arms of these dolls are coming off it's just like I don't know and then they're about to move into the digital world I mean there's a, we got a ton of stuff to talk about so we have this thing going to turn, no, no we do I I watched, so I honestly had to turn it off two times. Not, it's not hyperbole. Like I actually got sick to my stomach, Derek. I could not watch it. And the the first little bout of, of watching it, I, I saw the the VR uh, metaverse with Snoop Dogg and Eminem, and I just that was insane. Yeah, and I sat there and I was, and and maybe I'm just. I'm just an old guy at 31. I don't know. Maybe I'm, I just don't get it and the kids get it and everybody thinks it's cool. I mean, to me, it looked like a really, really bad one of that band gorillas. It looked like a really bad gorilla video. It didn't, the, how, how's the metaverse? Is that appealing to people? Maybe I'm just out of the loop. I, I it didn't look appealing to me. I don't want to see, I don't want to see a, dig, a digital Snoop Dogg smoking weed. I can see the real Snoop Dogg smoke weed. I don't need to see a digital one. I know. I know. It's so, it's so crazy. And just, and it just brings you back to like, it's just they're making the world. It's it does look weird. It does look unsettling in this weird like Wonderland, like Wizard of Oz type vibe, where it's just I imagine it like 
watching it as a five-year-old kid being like, this is just creepy. These, these like, this, all these images are just really creepy to me. There's something unsettling about this. Yes. And it kind of evokes that same type of like, like eat too, much, eat too much candy when you're a little kid and just feel queasy about the whole thing. That's... How, how are they going to get people to like get in this thing other than make your alternative so terrible, which is make the conditions of the real world so terrible. But it's just, it's the Snoop Dogg and Eminem thing. It's absolutely jam-packed with images. There's, there's, it started out with that, like, portal twisting around, like, multicolored rainbow portal. Yeah, the vortex. They, like, transition from, like, the vortex, exactly. Like, as they transition from uh, real people to, to in this, uh, in the in the metaverse. And then we go to, uh, there's all kinds of rainbows and stuff, and there's a bunch of lightning, and absolutely loaded with the lightning, electricity and stuff. And then, there as these, uh, these board apes, these huge, like, um, like $4 billion valuation on these NFTs. That's what those ape things are. It's like they're pretending to be these board ape avatars. It's just poorly, cruelly drawn pictures that are being sold for extravagant amounts of money. Just money's not real. I don't know. Everything is just fake. The fakeness of it is absolutely insane. So the doll part of that is all over the place with just the, pl- the plastic, like everything is plastic. Nicki, like, Nicki Minaj is, Nicki Minaj is like yeah. 87% plastic. It's all, exactly, exactly. It's a whole thing. So there's that layer to it where everything is just becoming fake. Everything is becoming like they just want a simulacrum of what's actually happening, but just the worst version of it, apparently. Like, not including all the MKUltra doll stuff, which we'll get into. I think you tonight. I but, think you hit the nail on yeah. the head. Make the real world so miserable. Even if it's not actually miserable, you program people with that idea and with that perception. Exactly. And then they opt for the alternate reality. And that actually reminds me, I didn't think of it until right now, but that reminds me of this new Disney movie coming out called uh, Strange World. And it looks like an acid trip. Have you seen the preview to that? What is it? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. It's, like, it's almost like a new, it's like a new um, Fantasia, almost. It, like it a, is. It's like a weird mixture of yeah. a bunch of different things. Yeah. And it's a really important distinction, too, like you're making that. It's, that the world isn't terrible. It's just like they're trying to make us think the world is terrible. Like, if you're... I'm not watching the news all day long. So my day-to-day life, when I, my, the people I'm around and just my everyday interactions are good and positive. But like the people around me who are consumed by this drama-based media, this hot take, this like get as angry as you can driven media that's just all based on this fake nothing. Those people are just living in this hellscape. And, and it's just, they want to escape it in any way they can, whether it's like nostalgia or just, I don't know, actually moving into a different realm, going to the other side. That, that's, when they flashed the word other side on the screen during that Snoop and Eminem performance yeah. for, like, for like five seconds, I'm like, what is going on? What's happening right now? Like, other side, give me a break. Like, that's a Travis Scott thing, a Stranger thing. Mm-hmm. That's just everything right now. And right, they, ahead, and the, no, no, the, the rainbow is a bridge to that world. The rainbow is a bridge to the upside down in the esoteric language. And this is the kind of, I mean, the lightning bolts uh, and the rainbows and the vortex... These are the kinds of things that, once again, uh, you know, you joke around and say it sounds like people and it looks like people are listening to shows like, you know, The Secret Teachings or Ground Zero or whatever it might be. But uh, apparently there, there has to be a script in Hollywood and the, and the music industry in particular because they, they seem, the, the big stars, they seem to not be able to produce anything, at least anything that becomes a, a popular hit, unless it has those images in it. I mean, there's a new guy, sure. a new guy out, a uh, new band, I guess, called uh, Maniskin. Is that how you pronounce it? Did you learn how to pronounce the guy's name? I'm not sure. I've 
only seen it typed. Yeah, I don't know. Yes, yeah, so it's, it's. I mean, I'm like you with this, with this, like with the with the feeling out of the loop. Like I yeah. consider myself like we're 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 young. We're relatively, especially for for these uh, communities, whatever. We're, we're relatively young. Yes. And but I I I don't I consider myself to have my finger on the pulse in most most things. Both of us do. That's like part of being a synchromistic is knowing what's going on. But like when I'm watching these shows, I didn't know half of them. I was like latching onto the Eminem and Snoop Dogg thing because I don't know half, who half of these bands were. And like no offense to like other countries, obviously, but like where how. How come there was like, it was like a Eurovision performance out there? And it's like, what's, why, why, yes. why is that? And it's like, I mean, I don't, it's just, I don't know. And, and especially with this K, with this K-pop band, like, like, so, so we can go in a couple of directions here with like a little demon thing to, to, to as far as I watched those shows, I watched the first two episodes, uh, of those like right before, um, this, this call and Ryan, like they are listening to your show. They are. There's no other way. Like Dan, they're, they're Dan, just, Danny DeVito has to be a fan. It is like the, like whoever created the show. It's it's almost like you know who created it was that so, that, that scumbag from Rick and Morty, the guy that did the oh, the, the, the pedophile bit. Remember that where he raped oh, the little wow. baby? Have yeah, you ever yeah, seen that yeah, video? Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's the I, same yeah, guy. I've never seen it, but I know what it, I, know, I know what it is. So yeah, I don't want to watch it. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, I do. I mean, I do. I do think Rick and Morty is pretty funny, but like. He should like he, he he should not have done that at the at the at the. I mean, yeah, no, no, there's no cri- no critique of that. You know, I I don't like Rick and Morty. You like Rick and Morty, but just the, the fact is, Dan uh, Dan Harmon. He I I, I believe that's the guy. Yeah, he's the guy that did the 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 baby rape scene. But he's the he's the guy that made uh, the the little demon show we talked about last Friday. And that's just a tiny slither into the entertainment industry. I mean, there was that other Disney show, Al House, Gravity Falls. I talked about those Friday. And they all, they all just like the music industry. They use the same kind of imagery. It's the same, and it's only the, the big popular ones. It's not every song. It's not every show. It's just the really popular ones. They, they always promote. All the money goes into them because they want you to focus your attention, energy. It's a sigil. It's part of a ritual of some kind, I think. Yeah. <laughs> Did you watch the uh, Little Demon episodes yet? Um no, honestly, I didn't watch like, them. I just watched like oh, ten, man. ten oh, trailers. Man. It caught me off guard. Uh, it's it's worse. It's like more extreme than whatever whatever you think, however bad you think it is. It's like more extreme. It's you should, you gotta watch this. It's unbelievable. It's like not even it's not even funny. Like I was laughing at like by the end of the second episode or like probably the end of the first episode because of like what we're like. I was analyzing it and I'm like, what are they throwing at us? And this is getting extreme and like. I, I, there's no jokes in it. There's a very small amount of jokes. It's just all esoteric references. It's like every other word is like an actual demon name or some actual esoteric thread, like a real reference to some real thing that you have to actually have done hard research to know. Like, blew me away. Absolutely blew me. And there's black goo in it, like in the second episode. Oh, there's black, goo in, black goo in There's black goo in it, too. Massive amounts of black goo. Yeah. Well, okay, so, so black how... Goo portals. Help me out here. You, you had sent me the article. I had, I had seen it and I talked about it last week. Uh, we're actually going to have Harold Kautz on the show again this week to talk about Black Goo. But there was that article from Wired Magazine about Black Goo and about how it's in music videos and TV shows. And, and I, was, I was thinking, like, I've, I've, never, um, I've never been a fan of uh, fictional writing, but I picked up the Dune series recently and I read uh, the first, first two. I'm almost done with the, well, I finished the second, almost on the, uh, halfway through the third book. But I'm reading the first Dune oh, book. Wow. 
I finished it, and I'm thinking, unless I missed something or skipped a page, I don't remember reading about black goo in it. But in the movie, there's black goo. They put it in everything. Why yeah. is that image? And it's just that's the that's the thought experiment I want us to have on the secret teachings. I mean, just, I'm gonna go back to this guy, Maneskin, uh, M-A-N-E-S-K-I-N. Yeah, yeah. What what could that refer to? The hu- human skin. It could refer to the penis. But this guy's on stage, literally. I mean, the guy is almost completely naked at the VMAs, and I mean, there's like looks like teenagers, young people in the audience. I'm not a prude. I'm not opposed to to nudity and things like that. But this is like this is television that anybody could turn on the guy's like mostly naked but the song he performs i went to look at the music video it's basically a supermodel on drugs she it starts with a car crash which is always the destruction of one personality and the creation of another personality there's emphasis on the serpent and then they go into an eyes wide shut party and this guy i from what i heard during the vmas he's a relatively new artist and this is what he's he's bringing out so it's like they they don't get and just like uh what's that girl's name uh, charlie x X, uh, CX or CXC whatever. Yeah. She's the same way. She's been around for a while, but she didn't get popular until she put on that black bikini. She smashes her head. She's in the windshield with the broken glass. So that's the split personality. Taylor Swift done the same thing. And she's got all this music with the same imagery of all these other artists. And as soon as she did that, she's ultra mega hyper famous overnight. It's the same exact thing. I mean, apparently, if that's how you, if that's, if you want to get famous, that's what you do. Mind control, split personalities, red dresses, black goo, and personifying the goddess. I mean, if you're a woman, I mean, I don't, I don't know what else. I don't know what else. Um, I just feel like we're missing something here. There, there, there has to be a script that says this is how you get famous. Worshiping some type of a uh, older god, trying to uh, like that trying has to, to be. merge one realm with the other. Um, the other side usually mixed in some way. Like the the, the the in Little Demons, uh, the Danny DeVito's cat, like Satan, his his goal. Uh-huh. They're the world that they're in. It's not hell. They're in a they they call it the metaphysical realm um, uh-huh. or the fringe. He's like, yeah, this is the metaphysical realm, but some people call it the fringe. But I don't really like that that much. But it's like it's this kind of like hellscape thing. But the background is all outer space. But it's the nexus point between like infinite other dimensions. Like infinite other hell realms or other weird alien dimensions. So it has like a strange, a Doctor Strange thing to it. Exactly, it looks exactly like Doctor Strange. And then their goal, his goal, is to use the Antichrist to, which is which is the girl, to collapse the walls between the realms, to merge all the realms together, to create this like super hellscape, which is exactly what we talked about in the Titan show. We've been talking about it for a very long time. It's it's, to collapse the pillars of reality, to merge these realms. To, to, so there is no other side. It's all just one side. Like that's what that's what Techno wants, wants to do. That's what um, Kathan wrote the Darkhold for Wanda to do in Doctor Strange. Mm-hmm. It's the whole and that's, that's this black goo is all mixed in there. It's, it's like especially when coming from one side to the other. It's like this or something from the other side reaching its tendrils, possessing somebody via the black goo it's like making like making that connection with the other side or the other side working through the black goo to work its will here like so do you think uh, then possessing somebody do, okay so do you think that let's say we have all that imagery which is consistent and and uh pervasive and so Everywhere. many pop stars and rappers and it's all over the place so when you look at the music industry and you see that or you look at tv shows like little demon whether they're for kids or they're for young adults, like Gravity Falls is for kids, but it's just filled with esoteric imagery and, and, and themes and, and, and topics. So you look at those things, it's almost as if they represent these 
um, these vortexes themselves, where when we focus on them, we energize the symbols and these, those ideas. They get into the subconscious. They get into the collective unconscious. They get into the pop culture. And those act kind of as gateways or maybe batteries to power larger gateways that something or someone or something is trying to open by the usage of, of, of human consciousness, if you will, as an energy source. I mean, that, that's kind of a, a generalized way that I think of it. What do you think of that? Oh, for sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. Especially if, I mean, I wasn't planning on to get into all this. This is some heavy stuff. But if, if, if the human mind or the observer consciousness is what's manifesting reality, then, then like, there's one train of thought where a lot of these theories, a lot of these inner workings that they're doing, they may not even be doing. But if they convince us that they're doing them, then like, it's the same effect. That like, yes. we're manifesting reality. So they can manifest the reality that they want through the reality-creating engine that is the human mind and the observer, the human consciousness. Um, that's like the whole uh, Lovecraftian old ones trying to like emerge, uh, to, trying to manifest themselves in our reality, like via like the pop culture, via the zeitgeist, and, and just the amount of portals. Every single performance last night, like we can get into all this stuff much deeper, like in the next few segments and stuff. But every single segment had a portal in the background some type of circle like glowing circle or a blatant vortex or some reference to like going from one realm to the other every single one and like a bunch of commercials and it's like it, i love talking about portals but it's getting excessive even from me and, and you write <laughs> with the dune thing like it's, I, I never read the book huge props that you so far in the series i got the um major nerve points for that that's a huge, huge credibility but the movie when i'm watching it like that's like why is there black goo? And I listen to all these mainstream movie podcasts that have nothing to do with conspiracies. And like, they use the term black goo. Like they made a reference being like, Oh yeah, I love Dune. Oh, that crazy black goo scene. They just threw it out. Like it's like, it's, it's so, it permeated so far that like the average mainstream person has a general idea that there's something called black goo out there. Right. Right. You know? So it's like, I don't know. I'm, uh, we're probably running out of time, but, uh, yeah, we got a lot to talk about tonight, folks. Get ready for it. <laughs> no, we've we've already we've already touched on so many huge subjects. I don't know, to get to into the specifics of it. Um, I mean, we we can joke about the VMAs. Nicki Minaj looks like plastic. I don't know. They spray tanned uh, Taylor Swift and some of these other people. I just I, I don't know. I, I don't I don't know what they're saying. I don't know what they're doing. I don't know why don't know why they're there. So anyway, I, I I watched it. I watched the VM, VMAs a little bit of it. I had to turn it off a few times. But the the, the idea of the the portals, the vortexes, absolutely. I think that they used the Eminem and Snoop Dogg performance to sort of draw people more into the rest of the show, where they had more unknown artists. I mean, it's it's obviously it's structured like that for that reason. None of that's a it's not a conspiracy. That's just how how the entertainment business works. That's how you get people to, to stay tuned and stay focused on what they're what they're watching and consuming. But the, the, it's not just the VMAs. That's just one example. When you look at yeah. what we talked about last Friday, you listened to that show, Little Demon. We, we played, I mean, there's a, a, we played that one producer. Uh, he's a musician. He's a producer. He's an artist. Uh, Ko Jerome. And Ko Jerome said that he was not a Christian. He got into the industry. And I'm not going to play the clip. It's back on Friday's show. But he got into the industry and he... As not being a Christian, he became a Christian. He said that his his manager at the time, who was a woman, was was literally like a succubus demon, and that turned him to Christ. So even if you don't believe his story, the fact that there are several people in the industry that are so 
turned off and terrified by the satanic elements that are out in the open. A lot of people joke about that, but some people are so turned off and so terrified by that that it's it's making people that are agnostic or people that are atheists Christians. So what, something has to be going on in the industry that is not a metaphor to turn people to Christ uh, <laughs> in that way. I just find that to be that's wild. And I even had yeah. And it makes you no. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, sorry. I mean, and, and it makes it makes you think that like for all the people who are turned turned away by it, who either got rejected from it and are now bitter talking about it, or who genuinely got scared by it and yes. have like turned to turned to the faith, there's way more who saw that darkness, that evil, and got attracted to it. So it's like oh, this yeah. weird lighthouse for for psychopaths. You know, like there's a that that Howard Stern interview with the guy from Smashing Pumpkins, where he's bragging about having sex with a shapeshifter, like, multiple times, like, dating, like, a like, succubus shapeshifter, um, and finding out it's a shapeshifter, like, during sex, like, loving it, big smiles on his face, being like, oh, I got a story for you. Right, so and some people like, like every it. Every person who's like, if people, some people like it, it's crazy, it's crazy. Coming up whenever, I'm, I'm, I keep thinking we're going to edit commercials and everything. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, we've, we've got a few minutes. I appreciate that you being concerned okay, right, about, right, the, about the commercials. But um, you know, here's another one. I had actually never heard this. I used to listen to 3-6 Mafia. Uh, and then, oh, yeah. I don't know if you heard that on Friday, uh, Crunchy Black. He said, no, he's like, I, we, I met the devil. Uh, the devil doesn't come in the form that Lil Nas shows you, Lil Nas X. He comes in the form of your manager. And I thought that was just wild because then I've got this other guy totally unconnected. He said, yeah, my manager was a succubus. And I became a Christian because of the because I was asked to sell my soul. And it's like I, yeah. I understand that if you look at these things in an isolated way, individually, you can say that's a metaphor. It's easy to write it off. But when you literally have everybody from rock and roll stars, you got people like Bob Dylan. You got you can't get much different than Crunchy Black from Three Six Mafia and Bob Dylan, both saying they met the devil, both saying that they made a deal with the devil or they've at least interacted with. I mean, wh- what is that? Is that, that can't be the only way that you can get attention. I mean, Ozzy Osbourne bit the head off a bat. Why aren't people biting the heads off bats anymore? Why is everybody just saying, no, you know, I actually just met, I met the devil and I made a deal with him. It, that's not a metaphor. It's not funny. <laughs> What's going on here? That's I what I want to know. I, I, I mean, uh, synchronistically, like yesterday, this past weekend, Ozzy Osbourne said he's moving back to, to Britain because America's too crazy for him now. So just what, what happened to it? But like, in every, especially in rap music, like every artist has a song about selling their soul, like as some type of metaphor. And then there's a large amount of ones who say that it's actually happening, like who who have breakdowns or whatever, or who have a tragedy in their life right. and realize like they're doing the wrong thing, or like they cut out of the loop from from, from from some reason they fear for their life and they say stuff, or just a lot of small artists, especially now that everyone has a podcast and stuff. Like hanging out, there's a bunch of like uh, these like barbershop podcasts and stuff uh-huh. where they get like this like random random guy from this entourage of like somebody major. They don't really give they don't give the details, but they just lay out one step after another. Yeah, they, they sign you, they give you a 360 deal. They come into here, they they um, like ritualistically like sexually assault you. Basically, they like <laughs> get it on tape. They like make you sign this. They like they like in this contract is like legalese that you're literally selling your soul and they like lay it out like the same thing over and over and over again for, for decades. And like the, the three, six mafia thing, that's one, that's one of the first music conspiracies I, I, I ever heard about was like the background of their songs being like, uh, he's my God, he's my King, he's my father. Like that's like what all the beats were 
all in like they're saying like Lucifer, like in the in the song, like it's all coded with like very early internet, so nobody's breaking the words down really yet. Same time as like Jay Z has that yeah. Kanye produced beat uh, called Lucifer, like like with just the whole song is just saying Lucifer every every. Have you? Time. Have you ever seen uh, the video? I, I don't speak French, so I apologize. I don't know how to pronounce it. I think it's Le Prix et Paya. It's by a guy named no. Matri Gims, M-A-I-T-R-E-G-I-M-S. Uh, the Vigilant Citizen no, no. put up an article about it two years ago. Uh, sorry to cut you off there. Yeah, this is a this is a weird, weird song. It's in. I think it's in French, so I can't really play it and the only people that would understand it is if you spoke french but the, the the video itself if you go watch the video it's unbelievable it's the it's the most literal form of what you're discussing what you're saying in a video it's it's the guy actually signing a contract in blood with a demon and then reg- yeah. regretting it and because he regrets it and talks out about it uh, the cult comes after him and, and tries to ritually sacrifice him. And this guy's a huge artist in Europe. And one of his popular music videos is literally that. I, I think this is more than metaphor. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings. Derek Murphy is with us. There's a lot more after this. Stay tuned. You are listening to The Secret Teachings. To contact the show, to share information and your opinion, or give recommendations, email rdgable at yahoo.com. Visit the Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash The Secret Teachings, or visit the website at www.thesecretteachings.info. This is Linda Godfrey, author of Monsters Among Us, and you are listening to The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable. Broadcasting from somewhere between heaven, hell, and purgatory. It's The Secret Teachings on Ground Zero Radio. Release the Kraken! You could listen to this. And again, you know, people say David has no evidence. David has no evidence. I hate this channel. Or you could listen to The Secret Teachings with myself, Ryan Gable, five nights a week on Ground Zero Radio. Join us to explore the outer limits of history, symbolism, parapolitics, and more. We'll explore a little bit of everything, but don't take my word for it. I'm kind of like you. I'm the last of a dying breed, a generalist. That's The Secret Teachings, five nights a week on Ground Zero Radio. So, you love talk radio, then you'll love TalkStreamLive.com. TalkStream Live is always on, 24-7, with the best streaming talk shows. Find your favorite talkers and discover some new ones. It's free, readily available online, or on mobile with any smartphone or tablet. Finding your favorite talk shows all in one place has gotten a whole lot easier. Just go to TalkStreamLive.com. Be sure to download the free apps from Google Play or the iTunes App Store. Do you like The Secret Teachings and Ryan's passionately balanced approach to subjects from food and health to the entertainment industry and the occult? Then check out Ryan's books, available in PDF and softcover with free shipping in the United States. For a deeper look into artificial intelligence, UFO cults, black goo, and packs made with the devil in the music and entertainment industry, have a look at the technological elixir. Or look for Ryan's masterpiece, Occult Arcana, an encyclopedia of occult knowledge spanning from mythology and science to symbols and sigils, from ritual magic to voodoo, and from comparative religion and psychic abilities to paranormal activity. Just visit thesecretteachings.info. 
Hello, folks. This is Jordan Maxwell, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings. Excellent shows. Keep listening with your host, Ryan Gable. Think about your hero when you're at ground zero and crawl out to the fallout back to me. Attention, you are tuned into restricted airspace. Tune out immediately. This is the frequency of the secret teachings on Ground Zero Radio. Welcome back to the Secret Teachings Radio Broadcast. I'm your host, Ryan Gable. Thank you so much for joining us. I want to thank all of you who have subscribed to the show archive at thesecretteachings.info and all of you who have purchased one of my books, including my new book, Liberty Shrugged, which is available at www.thesecretteachings.info. Thank you, thank you, thank you from the bottom of my heart. That supports us. That keeps us on air Monday through Friday, 10 p.m. to midnight Pacific time, right after Ground Zero and Clyde Lewis. Tonight, My good friend Derek Murphy is joining us on the broadcast. And we have probably a full hour of rambling we could do. I could try to structure it, but there are so many connecting points and dots and places that we could go. It's better to just have a conversation. Uh, We were looking at the, the recent trend in the music and the entertainment industry where we have a heavy focus on certain themes which tend to change almost like clothing styles. Certain things are trendy and then certain things go out of style and then they come back in style or new things come in style. At the moment, what's in style, some things always stay in style, by the way, like rainbows and broken mirrors and black apples and black goo and things that you saw in the Pink Venom video we broke down last week. Other things come and go. And right now, one of the big things is... Smiley faces. You also have that terrifying new movie coming out called Smile and uh, smiley faces and things like dolls and mannequins and things that are just really creepy because, you know, obviously Chucky or Annabelle, those are sort of scary because, hey, dolls aren't supposed to be alive, right? Smiley faces are, they can be a scary thing when you're looking at somebody who's, you know, evil or violent or is going to do something, you know, scary or it's a, it's the, the improper place for there to be somebody smiling. Kind of like when George Bush used to smile when he, when he talked about, you know, war. He was like happy about it. It just doesn't really fit and it can be kind of, kind of disturbing. It rewires the, the, the things in your brain. The wires in your brain get kind of jumbled. So those are some of the big themes. And I want to get into that with Derek. But before we go into that, Derek, I wanted to just mention the VMAs this weekend because I watched some of the VMAs and I noticed, you know, when you, you have a few artists, you have a few rappers, um, I don't listen to a ton of music, but I know Hobson, Tom McDonald, Dax, some of the rappers I listen to, they've all talked quite a bit about uh, the drug use and uh, the, the degrading of uh, uh, families, even the structure relationships between men and women, a lot of social issues. And these are the kinds of things you look at the music industry and you think the classical stereotypical caricatures of what uh, not just hip hop music, but what a lot of music promotes, it promotes promiscuity it promotes drug use and now it's promoting like with Lil Nas X having sex in hell and he's got other videos where he's just having sex with guys in gyms and prison cells and stuff I saw some videos uh, it's not it's not homophobic it's just 
if you are going to be gay, what that has to do with hell, I don't know, unless it's an insult to Christians. But the whole point is you have these images. You've got the promiscuity. You've got the, the, the hyper usage of alcohol and drugs. And you've got um, the degrading of basic human biology. And so that's just a general thing that you don't even you don't have to watch the VMAs to understand that. But when I'm watching the VMAs, the commercials come on. And what are they selling? They're selling HIV drugs to gay men, specifically to gay men. They, the, one of the commercials I saw said, if you were born a woman, but now are a man, this drug, you don't qualify for it. So HIV meds to gay men. They were selling pregnancy tests to young girls. They made a, 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 a set with this girl was clearly in college. Very young girl just got into college. She she might have been pregnant. And then you had, um, you know, just a promotion of once again, it was like things that are not the majority of the population. Extreme focus on uh, LGBTQ. One of the singers even thanked the queer community. I mean, I can't imagine there's that many queers that are watching the VMA. That's just a small portion of the of the U.S. population. So my point is the drug use, the alcoholism, the promiscuity and all these other things. So they're, they're manufacturing that in the industry. And then like some of these rappers have said, then they just sell you the solution to the problem they've created. And I've never watched MTV uh, really. So I don't, I've never seen this, but I watch the VMAs and that's all the commercials are. They're selling you the solutions, even antidepressant medication to the problems that the music you listen to create. What do you think about that? For sure. They're, they're, they're providing the trauma and then providing like the trauma treatment, whether it's overt um, medications to handle physical symptoms or, or, I mean, First, first, just like synchronistically before I forget it. Um, yeah. You know, Anne Heche's father who sexually abused her uh, for her entire childhood died of HIV when uh, she was 13 years old. You know? I, I did not know that. Synchronistically, yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, so How was like, <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry, one, one, one thing I have to add. We did a show last night on the Artemis uh, uh, Artemis mission from NASA that got delayed, and uh, that mission, Artemis, obviously is the Greek Diana. Uh, all the Diana imagery we've had throughout this month of August, the anniversary of Diana's death is is actually coming up. Uh, was that tomorrow, thirty first? So all that, and then they, the Artemis, they're going to launch this rocket. Uh, they're going to they tried to launch it yesterday, try to launch it again Friday, but Artemis, the the sister of Apollo. And NASA's using the same, I mean, they chose that specific date and timeline to launch the rocket with all these other things we've seen about Diana this month. Uh, and then on top of the 13s, which have been the girl in room 13, the, they released Pink Venom 13 days before Diana's death anniversary. The Pink Venom was all about Celine and the moon goddess. And I just read uh, last night that the, the rocket is supposed to travel 1.3 million miles. So it's 13 again. Oh, wow. Just all these crazy, oh, strange synchronicities. Go ahead, though. I'm sorry. The, one of the uh, last movies that was like out that she had made, like like 2019 range-ish, um, like a Mesa TV movie, was called uh, 13 Minutes um, in Hage, like, uh, where she's trying to survive like, like a post-apocalyptic. Oh, that's right. You're, something. you're but, right. I forgot about that. She did do that other movie. I saw that. Yeah. And, and then uh, she, she uh, we, don't, we don't have to get in the whole Anne H thing if you want to, but like just for a quick, I'm talking about it. Um, she had that book, uh, Call Me Crazy or whatever yes, yes. that came out um, September 4th, 2001. So exactly seven days before 9-11. And then in this book, 
she she details the sexual trauma she had as a child by, by her father, who was um, apparently a minister who was like in the closet, um, and that turned him into some kind of like sexual deviant who would made him like assault his daughter. But like that trauma, that sexual abuse, caused her to create this fantasy world for herself. It caused her to have a split personality, create an altar that she called Celestia, and she was like part of this fantasy alien other realm dimension that she like called like quote the other realm or the other place or like another place or something like general like that but the goal of like she wanted to create this she was supposed to be this like messiah figure to like bring in this new eon jesus christ to merge this is all in her book and it's like and it's like the headlines for for it like you search and hash aliens on the google news It'll hit with uh, all the headlines from that time period. Or I was crazy, or I was insane for thirty-one years. It's like I was insane for thirty-one years. Thirty-one. Thirty-one years. Thirty-one years. Yeah, crazy. And just, <laughs> just we're all we're all over the map. But just uh, to the day and a point, um, there was a story from DC Comics, uh, like a four-issue miniseries of um, like it was a crossover between Justice League Dark and uh, which is like all the occult characters, uh-huh. uh, like Constantine stuff mixed with um, Wonder Woman. So Wonder Woman is Diana in like in mythology. It's uh so there's this creature called the upside down man who is the grinning man, but is like well, his like face is upside down, but he's so it has this like unsettling grin with like no eyeballs. It's like this is bizarre version of um, the grinning man, essentially. Have you but, ever like, called the upside down well that's that's first of all it's a terrifying name the upside down man that i I watched uh the hunger games the was the fourth hunger games was the the second part of the the last movie they made i never read the books have you read the hunger game books no 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 okay so i heard they're okay but i've never read the hunger game books either so i i don't know if this is in the book but i watched the first three movies and then i get into the i think it's the fourth one i think it's the second part of the third movie so they made four but one was two parts and it just like out of nowhere they're they're trying to the main character trying to get into the capital to assassinate the president of the capital and it's so strange that just out of nowhere these monsters look that look just like that came out and attacked them and i wondered just like with Dune, I got finished reading Dune. I saw the movie, and I don't remember reading about Black Goo, but Black Goo was in the Dune movie. And I don't know if yeah. somebody could help me out. Were those white, pale-faced monsters with no eyes and just a face, just a or just a smile, basically a, a, a vicious mouth yeah. with teeth? Was that in the book, or did they just add that? Because it seems like they're adding these images to everything, even when they don't. And it's like adding like. Um, it's like, you know, restaurants will add truffle oil to everything to make it taste better. It's like che- like a cheating for a chef. That's what they're doing. They're adding yeah. the same thing to almost every movie, TV show, music video. It's it's all over the place. But yeah, let's get let's yeah. go back to the I'm sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. I know we're we're all, we're all over the place. I'm sorry. Go ahead if you got something else yeah. to add. Uh, no, but it's, it's the Black Who is like the uh, sriracha for the entertainment industry right now. There's <laughs> yeah. nothing on everything. Yes. Yeah, it is. It is. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead, but, go ahead. Like, like the, uh, the story is like the, uh, the upside down man. They realize this is like dark dimension. Like they 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 unleash this like um, he's the upside down dimension, but like they call it like uh, like the dark dimension. This whole other layer, and like the magical world can't battle with this world. It's like a, it's like a different basis of magic or whatever. Long story short, in order to beat this, she has to Diana 
Wonder Woman has to um, get possessed by Hecate uh, in order to battle this, this monster. So this is like a two, three-year-old thing. So it's just the Diana, Hecate, Smiling Man, Grinning Man connections are all of them that. And just, you, you, you talked about the Smile uh, trailer for that horror movie yes. um, last week. And uh, it reminded me of, uh, I think I think when that trailer came out, there was this weird, like, kind of smile synchro bubble that happened that weekend where Wellington, New Zealand, projected a giant smile, a giant holographic smile, creepy smile. Or, I or, remember that, yes. Uh, like a, a, yeah, like a montage of people grinning, a bunch of people smiling like, creepily, like Rick this grin. And there was a baby who was born with a Joker smile. There was, and then that trailer came out, and then uh, it, in the Joker aspect, when you during your uh, Pink Venom show, right? Last week you absolutely smashed it. There was a, everybody who's, if you haven't heard these shows, go back and check them out. They're just banger after banger. But when, when he was when he was playing in the Pink Venom thing, and how they had the flower with the uh, the flower with the, like squirts the venom or whatever that line was in the song, the first thing that goes into my head is the Joker. In like the animated show, in the comics and stuff, he has that flower on his lapel that squirts out his Joker toxin, his Joker venom. Oh my God, you're people, right. It leaves people with the rictus grin. It leaves people crazy and smiling crazily until they die. Basically, it's possessed by this madness, laughter, this madness, hysteria until they die. Um, yeah, I don't know. So that's just horrifying on its own. All the weird smile, the smile, grinning man connotations, but also you're right with with the. It's also this weird plastic doll-like grin, which will bring us to all these doll connections, which we can talk about for a while. The, 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 the first stuff. one I saw was, yeah. I saw the preview to American Horror Story, the new season, and that was dolls. And then yeah. I talked to you about that, and you started pointing out dolls and other things. I mean, dolls, uh, marionettes, I mean, it's the most classic, one of the most classic signs or symbols, except for the monarch butterfly of mind control, which the butterfly, of course, was also in that pink Venom video. And again, it's it's not every video. I mean, you. I, I always bring up um, Florence Welsh for an example because it's yeah. Florence and the Machine. She actually studied witchcraft. She actually studied mythology. Her mother was a professor at a major university, so she studied all different types of things. Yet she uses yeah. that information to make songs like Dog Days. You know, it, it totally different than the other stuff that you see in the music industry. And she's she's yeah. worldwide famous. So it's like some people use that information to do things that aren't so dark, which tells me that there's clearly some field of source of energy and, and, and information people are tapping into. Some are choosing to do what they're told to do with it. Others are using it for, for the betterment of mankind, if you will. I'm not saying Florence Welsh's music is, is gospel. I'm saying that the woman literally studied witchcraft, and yet she uses her information, her knowledge for, for, for music that's a hell of a lot better than most of the stuff the music industry pumps out. Yeah, exactly. In my opinion. I mean, these things are, uh, yeah, people listen to this and think that we're um, trying to paint witchcraft in a negative light. That's not what I'm saying. It's, it's like, it's just, these are tools like anything else, you know? Um, yes. But I'm talking about the entertainment industry who's using these tools to manipulate the masses and to get them to bend to their will and to break us through trauma, and to break us through a, like a, 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 a like cacophony of just of terrible, terrible stimuli, you know, all the time, nonstop, combined with like all of the escapism type media is just loaded with these 
these esoteric imagery that we're talking about. So when people are trying to escape from, from all the trauma, to turn their brain off for a little bit, just boom, one image after another right into the subconscious of things that the average person has no idea what we're talking about right now. They just think it's, oh, whatever, it's just sci-fi. It's just, it's just, it's just horror stuff. Who, who cares, you know? Um, so with, with the doll stuff, like, like they're, it's, I mean, it's, it's multi-layered. So, so they, have you, have you seen the trailer for, uh, or not the trailer, the announcement, the Barbie movie they're making? Yes. They're making a, bar, a Barbie movie with Margot, yes. Margot Robbie and Ryan Gosling. This, this thing is, I, I don't know what's going on, but it's, apparently it's causing this Barbie core movement in the, so we search Barbie core right now on Google News. There's a bunch of stuff in the New York Post from like all the, like, like Metro and like, and like Variety and all this kind of stuff. Like, talking about what is explaining to people what is barbie core everyone's wearing pink um the biggest trend in for brides right now is pink dresses brad pitt wore a pink suit to his uh premiere movie premiere pink, pink venom this is pink venom um uh um so the barbie core idea there was over the last few years this core these core trends are like tiktok trends or like aesthetic fads within social media where people will like adapt a lifestyle. So it kind of started out with like, or one of the major ones was like, um, or a few years ago they had the cryptic core where people were like, I remember that goofy. people were dressing up as Bigfoot hunters and stuff. But then, but then it became fairy core where people started dressing up as like mythical creatures and like foraging and stuff and, and pretending to be elves and everything. It's just like, a, it's like and a social it contagion is, is what it sounds like, whether it's a, like a laughter epidemic or a dancing plague. It's, it sounds like that, that kind of a thing. Exactly. exactly. And it, but it kind of follows this like trajectory though. So you get this, you get this kind of fantasy of people embracing this like mysticalness. You are, you are this mythical creature or whatever. You're something else like embrace the lifestyle that's not your own escapism. And then to get this goblin core, which is all about embrace. You just, you're, you don't want like, who cares about your physical vessel? Your shell. It's this. You want to get as sloppy as you possibly can. Do as little as possible. Just be like a, a, a slob. Like who cares? Basically, reject your body that you're living in. And then now they have Barbie core, which is like all pink, all plastic. Basically, make yourself like as uniform and plastic and cookie cutter and not real as you possibly can. Make yourself into the perfect vessel for whether they want to actually control you, my control you to get you to do whatever you want, to fall, to follow along, whatever, or more esoterically, more scary, to, to have you be an empty husk, to have something then come into you, like whether that be a connection to technology, like we talked about a ton of times, or actual literal demons, you know? Like the oldest comic, the Batman comic that's been running for 80 years right now, in the continuity, Gotham is being possessed by demons. It's everywhere. Demon possession, absolutely everywhere. So it's like, is that what's happening with the doll thing? Well, like, we can go more to the doll stuff. Like, well, is that what's going on? Like, they're creating these vessels. Well, that 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 actually goes back. I, I didn't think it was connected at first, but that goes back to just my mundane observations of the VMAs, and that is the promotion in the music industry of the drugs and the alcohol and the promiscuity. Exactly. I mean, any any paranormal investigator, researcher, ghost hunter, etc., who's worth their weight will tell you that those are the three major things. You drink a lot, you do a lot of drugs, and you have a lot of sex with random people. That absolutely promotes possession. Define it how you will, but that promotes walk-ins, possession, etc. Yeah, exactly. And this, um, the, I mean, slight spoiler alerts for if you care about this animated cartoon or whatever, but um, 
one of the way <laughs> like the, the second episode is about like little, so de- the moment little the demon dad, like, little demon yeah sorry yeah, so okay. so the moment the dad are are bickering it's, it's basically like trying to be commentary on like a divorced parent or whatever whatever it's trying to do but he's trying to get the attention he's trying to get her to like like satan is trying to get her to like him more so that she comes to hell so that they can end the world and the way he does it is by teaching her how to possess people and making possession very fun so she'll just constantly throughout the show just get into a trance just like, like lurch back into her feet her eyes go all white and her soul leaves her body and possesses snatches people up and she gives them, she runs them on joy rides the entire episode and then asmodeus the god of possession they call him emerges from like he possesses another demon black who pours out of that demon's face and then assembles to become asmodeus and every time he shows up he shows up in a black goo portal eventually he shows up at this giant black goo monster and the whole episode is possession 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 and this is like we've been talking about possession a lot like the last year or whatever so this is not like i mean like we predict all that all that stuff you know it's, this is like not this is not a weird thing this is like it's i don't know it's everywhere ryan like it's just it, it, it absolutely is. And even when you look at something like uh, Bella Portia's song Dolls, I mean, it's in the name. The, the, the video yeah. itself is about dolls. But if you go to one minute and 46 seconds in that video for anybody who, who hasn't done that, I mentioned it on the show last week. There is a black hooded figure and it's basically a smiley face. And that's the same. Well, it's the same image Derek has been talking about. It's the same image you're seeing the smiley face. It's the new trend. It's one of these these uh, new uh, vortex points. And I think I think that you also hit the nail on the head when you said that this is about escapism, uh, the dolls, the image of the doll. It's about putting you into a trance, making you basically nothing, the, uh, nothing more than a husk, an empty shell to inhabit. And I think that the doll is the physical representation of that. My my theory about the smiley face that's the psychological uh, brain wiping manifestation of that or the manner by which they can get the, the brain to become wiped. Because when you see that smiley face in those situations, it's kind of like the color pink, which is also trending. You said the Barbie uh, movie because pink is it's not everywhere, right? And, and it's crazy everywhere. It's, it's non-threatening. Pink is supposed to be, yeah. non, that's why Bill Gates wears the pink sweater. That's why Hitler used to wear pink clothing. It's non-threatening, but then the venom, pink venom, the venom that, comes through the pink. That's, Exactly. Exactly. So that's the pink black too. So yes, um, I had no idea who this pink black band was. I, don't, I, I had zero clue until you had the had the show about it. So I'm like, how this thing? They came out of nowhere, and you, and, and like, I, I, I heard you mention it on on Clyde, and I'm not I'm not sure like he really registered how popular this thing is. Like this is like the biggest video in the world, like yes. by far. And like they just won the the, the the VMA last night, and they performed, and they're if you search the word pink, they're the first 30 results on it. Like, with a while, the pink, the actual color pink is trending like crazy. They're still top, top of the chart. So, so I'm trying, like, what is it? What 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 do they say pink venom means? Like, what do they say black pink means? And it's like, um, they say it's the dichotomy of, like, who they are. It's like a, a quote-unquote lovely poison, they call it. It's like, pink is really nice or whatever, but then, but, but like, the black is like the, the, the darkness behind it or this like this nastiness or this like I forget the phraseology they use but essentially this like it's um like a spoonful of sugar helps the medicine go down style like, yes yes just put I put this evil in this like black candy facade to help you like not realize that it's, it's to your detriment we're um coming up whenever we're, 
around that time. I get paranoid about that. But like, did you watch the uh, the American Horror Story doll episode? Or uh, can I explain it real quick? It's pretty, you, you, it's pretty weird. Yeah, you can explain it. I've never seen the episode. I, I wait until I don't know if all of them are out yet, but I'll, I'll be waiting until they're all out and a little bit past that, and then I'll probably watch it. But I saw the previews. I saw a lot of the trailers and previews for it. Yes. Honestly, like, I, I come at this all from a fan perspective. So, like, I'm half of these shows. I'm watching it as like homework to be like, I gotta, I gotta like make sure like I can keep, I can like participate with like Ryan and stuff. Or, or that like I can like keep up and stuff. Like, I'm just like, is, is, is Ryan gonna be watching this and stuff? So it's really fun, like having like you and Clyde do all the shows. It, it really adds a layer of enjoyment for me to like consuming all this, all this content. But like, that's that. So I assumed. During the trailer, I mean, when they asked the trailer, that it was going to be a haunted doll scenario. And like the weekend they announced the trailer, there was a bunch of haunted dolls. That that's what it looked like. like. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's what that, that's what I thought too. Yeah. So, so like there was um, which we'll bring into the script. I saw the possession and all that kind of stuff. But there was uh, like all the tabloidy news articles were just finding finding all kind of scary haunted doll stories. Like this doll knocked off this baby monitor. We took this footage of this doll doing whatever. But then, like, there were some kind of major ones. Like, John Oliver had that story where he was offering, like, $10,000 for somebody to get him one of these dolls that washed up on, like, a Florida shore. Like, this doll after doll after doll was washing up on the Florida, on the Florida shore. And then the same weekend, like, uh, a Hello Kitty doll. There was a story about, these, like, somebody stole a Hello, a Hello Kitty doll from, from somewhere. Like oh, a, that was creepy. Or, like, I remember, I remember yeah. that. Yeah. So... And then they, then they realized that it's like haunting them. They, they were getting, their house was exhibiting poltergeist activity. So then they figured it was the doll. They assumed the doll was haunted, so they had to bring it back. And, and so I'm like, haunted doll. This is, this is, this is the threat. So then, we, then I watched the show. And, I mean, not really, I won't, I won't explain the ending, but the whole episode is about this guy interviews, it takes place around a 50s, 60s range. This guy interviews this, this girl for like a secretary job. She thinks she's getting the job, but then he kidnaps her and puts her in this like life-size dollhouse. He has he built this like house that he calls like a dollhouse, and makes her dress up as a doll. And there's like a there's like a bunch of other like ten, like ten or whatever other girls who've been there for longer than her have been kidnapped, and they're in this contest now where he's trying to find the perfect wife, the perfect like non-human this like doll. He's he, he himself the doll maker. So who's they were hiring to be a secretary at the doll maker factory. He's like, he just tested dolls. He wanted the perfect wife. They're not going to leave him. Not going to cheat on him. And he's like this perfect doll. Has them all compete. These little weird tasks. Dressed up in these doll masks. They're all, they, you could, they could not be more scared. They're unbelievably traumatized. While wearing these masks of smiling clowns. Smiling maids. Just like, and then getting murdered if they don't complete the task. Until there's one person, like a contest. And the, the reward is to be his traumatized doll wife. And it's like, that just slides in with all the stuff you're talking about with the media, this MK Ultra trauma. It's just a, Yeah, I mean, that's... that's how do you cope? That's yeah, a, I don't know. That's a, a, no, 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 no. It's okay. That's that's how the music industry works. You, you, when, yeah. when you finally are willing to be that sacrificed mannequin, that sacrificed doll that turns yourself totally over to the handlers that control... Yeah. That's that's pretty much what it is. That's a great metaphor for it. N- normally, we would be taking a break here, but we do have so much more to talk about. I don't want to break it up. We're fine pl- with uh, without taking a break. Please go to thesecretteachings.info, subscribe to the show, grab a copy of one of my books, 
Derek Murphy's with us this evening. Derek, I want to thank you again for joining us. Um, just wanted to pause there for that uh, to let everybody know that we would be taking a break, but we're not. Let's go back into the music industry and the inter- entertainment industry. I mean, there, there are a lot of things we probably haven't discussed tonight. We could literally sit here for probably 10 hours. It would take us to oh, break, yeah. break all this down or more. Market. Yeah, a whole week of shows. That would be about 10 hours, a whole week of shows. We, we would need a whole week <laughs> <laughs> to break it down. Um, uh, so we got dolls. We got smiley faces. We've got, and I think, again, the doll is the physical. The smiley face is the, is the mental, the psychological, because it's, it's something's off. It doesn't belong there. It scrambles the brain. Among so many other things, the drugs, the promiscuity, the alcoholism promoted in the music industry, then they sell you the, the, the HIV drugs and the pregnancy tests and, uh, and the antidepressant drugs uh, that, that they've, they've created a market for those. I mean, the music industry is in bed with the pharmaceutical industry. And there's no doubt about that. Um, so we, got, we have all that, and that also connects to demonic possession. Uh, I believe that those are, in a lot of cases, they're metaphors. But when you listen to Crunchy Black or Bob Dylan or you listen to uh, Coa Jerome, they're saying, no, th- th- this is not a joke. This is not a metaphor. I, I met the devil. I-, I met, you know, a succubus demon and I became a Christian. You know, there's a lot of different stories, but these are different, different artists, different time periods. They're saying that they've experienced this uh, different kind of music, different background. So something is going on in not only Hollywood, but in the entertainment industry. And it's not just in the United States because it's like this black pink band from South Korea. I don't think those girls have anything to do with the imagery myself. I don't think that it necessarily even matters, but I, it's almost like they are just, they are themselves dolls. They are themselves pawns. They are simply performing. Yeah. I mean, like my, my first reaction, I don't like, I don't want to sound like I'm like, I'm, like, like an old guy now and crapping on K-pop. Like, I don't understand. That's what I stuff. feel like I am, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but just like... Go ahead. Like, I, like, I do like popular music and stuff. Like, I can, I can turn the radio on and not, and not have to turn it off right away. Like, eventually, after a couple songs, I do have to turn it off. But, like, I can, it's palatable to me. But this K-pop stuff, I just don't get it. So, this, this BTS band, that's, like, the first time, the, like, the term K-pop came into my, my sphere, it's, it's a, apparently it's a super group. So... Imagine like the '90s, and you have like you take one member from the Backstreet Boys, one member from NSYNC, one member from like, whatever these other boy bands were, and then package them together to this like super boy band group in order to like present that to the rest of the world. Like they were dominating like dominating Asia, and they wanted to create a super group and then to present it to America. And apparently, this is the same thing they're kind of doing with this black. I don't think they're a super group, but I think just it's a very prepackaged. It's like Britney Spears, NSYNC vibes of that prepackaged cookie cutter 90s era to that's turned up to 11 just cranked up to a ridiculous amount so my first reaction when i start watching these videos after you after your show is the algorithm is writing these songs there is Absolutely. zero question in my mind that the algorithm the algorithm is writing the song and it's it's it just i don't want to like come off like i'm being like racist when i say this stuff because it's just another country but i've always had a weird thing where i'm listening to um, I, don't, I don't understand sometimes why American artists are so massive in countries where they don't understand the words for the song. Like, so, especially in the 90s and stuff, before major bands, especially like the boy bands, Aaron, like all the, all the pop stars and stuff, before they really hit in America, they all did their world tour where they just dominated the world. 
And like they, they made fun of it, like the full house and stuff, where Uncle Jesse goes and he dominates Japan and stuff. And he's just saying, like, they don't, they like the melody and they just recognize certain words or whatever. They recognize certain themes and stuff. So it's like, it's a combination of that mixed with like the actual algorithm, searching the internet for keywords, searching the internet for like provocative themes, trending catchphrases and stuff, actual lines from other people's songs, and then creating this mashup where it's mixing, where, half, where one line is like half Korean, half American. So the American audience doesn't know what the sentence means. The Korean audience doesn't know what the sentence means. You can say whatever cult thing you want in it. Nobody understands so it. So it's a mix it's and match. Right, here, right in the back of your head. Yeah. And, 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 it's, and it's like, so, like, there's all kinds of, when I, when I searched Blackpink earlier today, there's an article being like, is it, are they referencing Rihanna in this line? This like, this like, um, what, like the second line of the song is like some Ponda, Ponda Replay reference. And then, but when I heard the first line of the song, like, like knocking the door, like the, with the Coco, whatever the hell yes. it says. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's like a, <laughs> like, that's a, that, that, that's a Nicki Minaj reference. Like, busting the door with the Coco, that's, that's a Nicki Minaj line. And like, then, they're yeah. regurgitating. It, I'm, 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 yeah. I'm sorry, the, the next, the, the next verse is, you couldn't get a doll out of me. That's a 50 cent song, I think. I don't know yeah, what you then, heard uh, about me. Yeah, go ahead. And now, look what, uh, look what it means to, look what you made, um, made me do, the Billie Eilish line or whatever. Like, uh, it's all just like... Wait, look what you all made... Those the Taylor, that, all of that Taylor yeah, Swift line. That, yeah, look what you made me oh, do. Yeah, Taylor Swift, sorry, yeah, that yeah. was, whole, that was yeah. a whole song that she did, look what you made me yeah. do. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, and she just announced that she has another album coming out. And it's... Um, it's mid- midnight? Next month. Is it or, midnight? For two months or whatever. Yeah. Uh, or it's like uh, she announced you... She teased it during the VMAs. I teased the full announcement at midnight, and then the announcement was um, the, the the concept of the album was thirteen sleepless nights, something like that. <laughs> I don't know, Ryan. It's just like everywhere. Like it sounds. I, I feel just um, I don't know, there's a fine line between synchromistic and just oh, a crazy person, you know. But no, absolutely, case, like, yeah. I think we're. I think we're. Like the evidence, the evidence is overwhelming that like these themes are are uh, really coming up a lot. And uh, I think you know, it was a Nicki Minaj thing. Like, sorry, I know I'm talking too much. But no, like, no, no the, you're, you're not talking too much. I was just going to, I was just going to say that I think that I've said it before too. The algorithm is absolutely writing these songs. This, this is not four Korean girls that are writing this kind of music. It's just like Bob Dylan said. You know, he's like he yeah. mentioned some of the lyrics of his song, and he said, he's like, come on, please. I had. I, I couldn't have just written that myself. And it's, yeah, <laughs> I mean, people like Bob Dylan just admit it. Some of these people, I think they're just, these are really young people, girls or guys that are in these bands. They're, they're just being pulled in with the fame, with the fortune. I mean, I'm sure a lot of their parents, same thing with Billie Eilish's parents. It's just like, my kids made it. They're famous. Yeah, exactly. exactly. I mean, you, you can see it. I can just imagine, like, I remember being like a five-year-old kid and like me and my best friend trying to like come up with some kind of uh Remember like Zoom on TBS, that like old yeah. kid show? Yes. Like, 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 like we wanted to try out for that or whatever. And it's just like, you can easily just imagine these, these kids just like getting, like having this big cattle call. They're all lining up. They're doing their, like they're stupid. Just imagine like the, like the girl in your high school class who's like into like competitive dancing and she's just a weirdo over just doing these stupid dances that like aren't really impressive, but it's like, okay, she likes dance or whatever. And it's like, they just get corralled together 
and they just get all right, weird makeovers. I don't know. It's just we saw it already in the '90s. Like that's exactly what they did with the boy bands. It's blatantly nobody. They knew it was they weren't writing the songs. Like they stopped hiding it in the '90s. They knew it was this prepackaged cookie cutter recipe that literally this one guy, like I forget his name, now, like Paul, like something like this, that big, the big fat guy, Paul, not Paul Newman, but it sounds like that. <laughs> um, and uh, um, but he literally created the Backstreet Boys, and then six months later, he's like I'm going to do it again. And created in sync, and then he created like the girl versions of it. it, it no, like literally, it, boys, like, it's it's literally you're yeah. right. It's it's literally a handful of people. My, my good friend Mike D always brings this up. There are literally maybe a few dozen, and that's liberally estimating people in Hollywood that make all the bands, all the music, all the videos. It's the same handful of people doing all of it. Exactly, and and, and those are the ones who are all. If you dig into them, like they they all know each other. So they're, they're the ones who are hanging out with these creepy people. They're the ones who are are, are like I don't know. It's they're the, they're the most direct guys besides like MC Computer and that and that kind of stuff. And, and the and actual like the actual intelligence apparatus well, and that type of thing. You can make the actual like six degrees of separation from the industry to actual intervention. Oh yeah. Oh but, yeah. Like, <laughs> I don't know. Um, but yeah, just so so it's just it's that '90s feel of like blatantly being plastic, and it's the evolution of it to now where it's like it's the AI doing it. Like like <laughs> there's no, no human is not writing those words, and it's and it's, it's like those memes of yeah we had a we had an algorithm uh, or an AI read 1,000 Batman comics or uh, and wrote and wrote a Batman script or something like that, and just this nonsense thing or a bunch of bunch of combined. Uh, phrases like it sounds stupid, but you can kind of see where it, it puts pieces together. And they're, they're, like they're doing that with culture. With them. It's almost like they're. It's almost. I almost like. I'm offended by it a little bit. It's like, what do you think we're idiots? Like, is this what you think of like Western culture? Basically, it's just like this is what you think. Like, all right, here you go. I'm gonna feed you this garbage. Screw you. Screw you, America. Just, <laughs> it's just like this, it's, this it's like junk like food. All right, yeah, here you go. It's just junk yeah, food. Exactly. It's like MS. Yeah, it's like MSG. Know. It just pumping into everything, exactly. so it tastes exactly. good. Did you did you do the show with me? We talked about the abolition of man, that comic book drawn by AI. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. and and that was based off of the AI reading uh, the C.S. Lewis. Uh, uh, what was that like? I don't think it was a full book, but it was a uh, an essay that C.S. Lewis wrote called "The Abolition of Man." And then yeah. the, the AI read it and made a comic book out of it. Just just exactly what you're saying. I mean, I want I want to bring exactly. some, something else up. I'm I'm sure it may have been overlooked at the VMAs, especially if people are looking for conspiracies. I'm not looking for conspiracies. I'm just looking for, you know, the same images we see everywhere else. And um, I noticed, I don't know if you noticed this, I just noticed this in the music industry in particular. Um, I don't care how this comes off, but why is every black guy gay? Have you noticed that? This is a, this is a thing. This is a thing in the, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a white guy. So like, obviously I'm talking from a third party perspective, but like, Amongst the black community, this is like a black, the black conspiracy theorists, especially. Like, they get mad about this. Like, they point this out that, like, I mean, everybody's heard of the Dave Chappelle sketch where it's like, why you gotta put every every black dress. guy in a dress? Yeah. But, like, it's also a thing where, like, why do you gotta, the first the first on screen Marvel kiss was in Eternals. I mean, the first on screen gay Marvel kiss in the Marvel movie was, was, uh, was, um, Brian Tyree Henry in, uh, Eternals, um, the guy from Atlanta, uh, in Lovecraft Country. They had that uh, on HBO. They had that uh, pretty intense, like pretty ridiculous scene. Um, and it's like it's a 
they've, they've noticed it. The black community has noticed it. And they, they, they believe that they're being actively emasculated. Absolutely. Um, there is no doubt 100% that is exactly what's happening. Those communi- black communities in particular have already been decimated. And the entertainment industry is going ahead with... I mean, kind of as you alluded to there, I mean, I think that there are intelligence apparatuses. We already know the Pentagon works with Hollywood for scripts, intelligence agencies. We can go back to to Woodstock for that matter. Intelligence agencies working with uh, those industries to promote this ideology, whether, again, it's Dave Chappelle in the dress or I mean, you listen to mainstream rappers, alternative rappers. You listen to musicians. A lot of them have talked about it. They've talked about the black men in dresses, black men that are homosexual, pushing gay culture on black people more than any other group so it's not yeah. it's not a debatable thing and that's I, I mean this is like a slippery subject obviously because we're, 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 we're straight white guys talking about gay black guys you're just a, now, now like, you're just assuming but go ahead <laughs> sure, sure, sure. but like but like i don't know it's it's that ties into like the tell your soul like I'm, I'm not trying to equate like homosexuality with telling your soul but it's the same well, Lil Nas X is. Yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> but like, it's yeah, true. It's very true. No, but but like it's the same the same type of um, like viral videos that are going around, being like um, these like disgruntled rappers saying that they like make you sign your soul away or whatever. They yeah. also say that the number one tactic, like most often, like more so than the demon stuff, most often they say that um, they get you really drunk and messed up, and then they have sex with you, and like they they like they have to do that. The whole 50 Cent game back in the early 2000s yes, yes. rivalry was all about that. Dr. Dre and like, like Eminem had, had and Marshmallow's FP had that whole like skit where he's like, like it's like a, it's like a, like a gay audio porn. That's skit, right. That, that's right. Like. That's right. And I, and I mean, that's yeah. part of the theory of why Tupac was shot. Uh, that is exactly, that's actually what I remember watching. Uh, I forget the name of it. Was it, uh, it was a Cat Williams stand-up when I was in high school. So it was like 10 years ago. But he was talking about the mansion party in Hollywood. Remember that? He talked about, he's, yeah. I went in the room and he's like, oh, is there two guys kissing? <laughs> yeah. And go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, it's, it's, oh, it's, it's just, it's freaking everywhere. Well, what, one last thing, actually. Well, I remember when I was a kid, I, I was a huge fan of rap music. I li- anything rap music. And I love rap. I love, I love rap. I love did, you, did you grow up with hip-hop music, too? Oh, for sure. Yeah, no, I love it. I love rap, yeah. I was, I was, I was very much in, I know it sounds funny, straight white guy, but I was in a lot of, um, <laughs> I was in a lot of, uh, call them communities in Orlando when I lived there. I went, cause I went to film school. So I worked with rappers, uh, just a couple, Hankadon and Los Ghost and even Two Chains. Yeah. He, he, he was working with a friend of mine. So I did a lot of stuff in the hip hop community. Uh, a friend of mine was a, was a DJ in Orlando. So I did a lot of stuff there. So I grew up with a lot of hip hop though. And I remember listening uh, my, my, my family's kind of Christian. My mom's a Christian, so she didn't like a lot of the hip-hop music. And understandable now, I, I look back. But I remember, I'll never forget this. I remember this one song I was listening to, DMX. Uh, you probably know Where the Hood At, right? Where the Hood, Where the Hood, Where the yeah, Hood yeah. At, right? And in that song, I remember this line came on. My mom got so angry, she turned it off because she thought he was promoting homosexuality. But when you go back and you listen to it, DMX was saying the opposite. He was talking about how there's, this is the actual line. He said, last I heard you cowards was having sex with the same sex. He goes on, he goes on, he goes on. He talks about basically yeah. having sex with the man. I mean, that is, and he said, that, what did he call him? The, uh, the cat with the Kool-Aid on his lips and pumps. DMX was talking yeah. about this when that song came out. When did that song came out? Like how many years ago? So it's not just two straight white guys. It's 
most mainstream black hip-hop artists and musicians. They all know it. Yeah, I think uh, it's, it's tough. Sometimes, sometimes a lot of these lines, they're like, uh, they're, they're could easily be construed as like, um, referring to like gay stuff. Like, like there's like a lot of like, like gang, gang banging stuff. There's so much like, true, like true, true. different, I mean, like often, like very often. And like sometimes, like sometimes there's a, there's a video of, uh, Kodak Black calling Future to ask him what his line was. Cause he was like, are you talking about like, do we want to think you're talking about type of, type of deal and stuff? But, but it's, I don't know. It's, uh, uh, sorry, I'm, I'm blank. What, what did you remind me? What you just? What you well, just, 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 I had a, just the I had line. A point, I had a point. I wanted to get the line from the DMX song. Oh, the DMX, the, DMX. Or right, the Kool Aid on the lips. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so, so he does it. Uh, he he is a lot of like gay kind of lines or, or, or anti-gay lines or whatever. He talks about to a point where like I think he's like having sex. With, I think he was like either assaulted or like. And there's there's a, there's a tough amount like beyond just the music industry, like in the in the criminal like justice like in jail there's a lot of male rape stuff and a lot of like and uh when you get out of that like so the, the gang communities especially like in like the inner city and stuff it's like the separation between the inside of the gang and the outside of the gang is very thin and like if you're in there for like 10 years like a lot of these people are like having sex with each other for a long time and then they don't stop when they get out it was weird undercurrent so i think a lot of it like there's like a Rap gets criticized a lot for being very homophobic, but I think it, I think it's because like they're just weird. I don't know. This is like a very sensitive subject. So I, I, I'm not, I, well, I you don't can like s- anybody who's gay out there. Listen, listen. I don't want to say like I think what you're doing is bad. I'm just, I'm just saying it like. Uh, well, you know, you can you can you can say whatever you want on this show. I don't I I, I you know I don't care. But I mean, as long yeah. as it's as it's based in some kind of rationale. But I think that um, I, I only that's what I just said. Like that, like, no, it, no, it makes it makes plenty of sense, and I, I didn't even mean for this to turn into fifteen minutes of conversation. But that just I noticed that when I watched the VMAs, and I'm thinking, why is every black guy gay or in a dress? And then I'm thinking, I'm listening to rappers that are not Christian, rappers that are Christian, and they're all pointing out the same thing. Comedians, Cat Williams points it out. Rappers like DMX pointed out years ago. Dave Chappelle, the comedian, points it out. It's just, I mean, you, Martin Lawrence and Big Mama's House and and Tyler Perry, and the list just goes on and on and on and on and on. That is not accidental. That is strategic. And if people think that's homophobic, then you're missing the point. It's kind of the opposite. It's sort of degrading everybody. It's degrading homosexuals. It's degrading uh, heterosexuals. It's using a sexual preference to degrade a community. It degrades everybody in the process. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, that's 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 what I think. And I just for for time's sake, not because of the subject matter, but for time's sake, there there are a lot of other things we could talk about. I actually wanted to mention. Uh, the, the Eminem, uh, song, uh, what is it? Uh, use this gospel. Oh, with, use this gospel. Yeah. Yeah. Tell, tell me about that. Um, yeah. So, so DJ Khaled released, this is, um, like two or three days ago, just like over the weekend at some point he took a, so this is a, an official remix. So Kanye didn't record any, any new material. This is from one of his like Christian songs from like one or two years ago. But it's a, it's a brand new Eminem verse, it's a, a, like official DJ Khaled like produced song. So it's like a official big release, and it's just it's like intercut so it's with this gospel esque Kanye music, praising the Lord, quote unquote. But with Eminem talking about all this trauma, talking about selling your soul, talking about 
other other entity that's with him all the time, trying to corrupt him and that kind of stuff. Yes. And then like he he throws a few lines in there, being being like, "My faith in Jesus is going to save me from whatever this thing is." But he spends like eighty ninety percent of the verse just referencing all the weird like other entities or trauma or like how he's losing his mind. His kind of mind's going to be fractured. I can only hear it like once or twice, but like that's it was that was what the whole song was basically. This is crazy. So he he took like, he took a I mean they took a Kanye song DJ Khaled remixed it Eminem is I I mean I, I listened to it I read the lyrics and I got the lyrics in front of me here actually and so basically yeah. Eminem is once again he's talking to or with or as this demonic shadow entity that he has referenced his entire music career is with him that tempts him I mean I. He, what, what, so he has three personalities, Marshall Mathers, Slim Shady, and Eminem. And he's been yep. very vocal about that. That's not a, not a, a, a joke. He's got three personalities and how there's a demon that is connected to him that follows him. And in that one song, My Darling, came out years and years ago, he, the demon is basically taught. That song is so similar, in my opinion, to Bury a Friend with Billie Eilish, where the demon is literally talking to him and telling him, this is what I gave you. This is what I want you to do for me. It's a, Billie Eilish is being told the same thing in that song where she starts levitating in the hallway. So maybe it's metaphor to some degree. This is what I want to know from you, Derek, because you watch a lot of this stuff. You see things that I don't see. Uh, do you agree with my assessment that some of this is metaphor, but if anything, the metaphor really is the bad relationship, the bad contract with the industry. These people really are doing something you don't have to believe it as a listener, but and I don't even have to believe it, but they apparently believe that there are powerful forces beyond the physical world. And for some reason, they are, in the music industry in particular, they are honed in and tapped directly into that source. Exactly, exactly. So the metaphor layer is unquestionably there, thousand percent there. They're saying that the, um, the corruptness of the actual industry is like swallowing people, spitting them out, just on a non-conspiracy, like a non-conspiracy, non-esoteric level. That these contracts are garbage. The fine print is bad. These lawyers are all working with each other. They're not. They're not fighting for the for the artists. They're just like using them as product and spitting them out. And then even worse in a lot of cases. But so like a lot of times they're talking about that. But I I absolutely and more and more every day I think they're actually talking about literal power. And I think like like um. A lot of like people in the industry talk about their Christian background and stuff. So like when they evoke demons, like they're talking about literal demons, and then they also talk about I don't know. Like I'm finding it more and more, especially when people pop into the zeitgeist like this, like Haitian and everything. Yes. That if you if you search the person's name and just the word aliens afterwards or spirits afterwards, there's like some story from the last few years where they're talking about the alien encounter. Well, all Ari- Ari- Ariana Grande said she was assaulted by a demon. Exactly, exactly, uh, exactly. Um, Vanessa Hudgens is summoning. She's, she's she is telling people that she's her whole life she has the ability to see spirits, and then she had this article from uh, like like Cosmo or something like that, telling people how to summon spirits, quote unquote. And then like obviously <laughs> the demonstrator summoning UFOs. Thing. Those are all Disney kids. Well, um, what about, what's the other girl? Akesha just came out with that. I mean, she got out of the industry, but she just came out with that paranormal ghost hunting show too. It's just, yeah, Conjuring Kesha. Yep. She, 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 was, sexually, she was sexually abused uh, by her, her producer, like Uncle Luke or whatever, uh, in, the, in the rap game um, from Florida. Uh, well, like, and that's beyond like, the secret MKUltra type abuse that you 
recently said that she's performing the song. Uh, I don't have the article in front of me. We're out of time, but like she was crying on Instagram, like, freaking on Instagram. But she's like two, uh, like one minute long clips explaining that her performing this one song is unleashing this actor's literal demon that's inside of it, that's inside of her. And it's like bringing out this old Scotty that she doesn't want. She's a mother now. She doesn't want all this stuff. But like they're making her performance type, type of vibe, and it's, it's actually conjuring something inside of her, like yeah. creating in this altar or whatever. And I was, I was listening to, uh, to a Lily Reinhardt interview randomly. Um, uh, I don't even I don't watch Riverdale because she's one of the one of the stars of Riverdale, that like Betty and Veronica show, or whatever. So just this like CW like C-list, C-list level star. Um, talking about like metaphysics and stuff on this podcast. She says that she has a her own personal channeler. This is like a, just a very entry-level celebrity has her own personal channeler <laughs> that channels information from who, who knows where. And then they had like, the whole conversation. It was with uh, Duncan Trussell. So, uh, shout out Duncan Trussell. But the whole, the whole conversation was uh, about how Duncan using different metaphors to explain the acting process and how like the actors don't get an, don't have don't have enough there's not enough infrastructure to deal with the trauma that actors go through by letting that when they take these roles on if consciousness is like not coming from the brain if they're like if we're kind of beaming our personalities in that these actors are intentionally beaming in something else something else is coming over them for the duration of when they're doing the role and that when like literally and they like, they they use the word possessing many many times. And she's like, yep, yep, yep. She's like, that's why people break down. Yep, exactly. Demon, demon, possession. And like, we didn't bat an eye. And I'm like, what in the world? And she, she is a... And she's kind of a, a, low le- a low level celebrity. A low, very low level. Very low level celebrity who had some Netflix movie that she was pushing or whatever. But like, that happens all the time though. She's like, it's like Joaquin Phoenix killed himself, allegedly, because he was absorbed by with whatever trickster entity came over him when he became the Joker. He, 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 he trapped himself in a hotel room and he was writing, I must kill Batman or I will kill Batman. I will kill Batman thousands and thousands of times on a piece of paper until he killed himself. Like something. Wait, no, you're, you're, like you're talking about Heath Ledger? Heath Ledger. Yeah, sorry, Heath Ledger, yeah. Well, that's, I, was yeah say, I didn't but, think Joaquin Phoenix sorry. died. Damn. No, no, no. Okay, sorry, Heath Ledger. Sorry, sorry, yeah. <laughs> Heath Ledger. Heath Ledger. No, no, sorry. That's a, that's a, fact, his, that's a fact check. Yeah, but no, I was Joaquin's brother, River Phoenix. That was the uh, ritual sacrifice that they that they did. Um, there's a line from a from a Tom McDonald song. I know some people don't like Tom McDonald. I'm not sure how I feel about Tom McDonald, but uh, Tom McDonald has a line in one of his songs. The song's called "Clones," and it's about the music industry. And whether you like him or not, this is probably one of the better lines that simplistically describes what we're talking about. He said, if they killed the rappers who were spitting truth, they wouldn't have a messenger that could reach the youth. So they duplicate physically implant abilities, replicate tattoos and cloning facilities. Indie contracts say worldwide. Label contracts say universal. For all of time and all forms, they own all of your music, your image, your name, and your person. That is yeah. really the music industry summed up in, in a single verse. Yeah. I, I mean, the VMAs summed it up pretty well, too. And just besides all the unrecognizable stuff and all the, just the, just the fake facade this plastic melting off of whatever dead husk of our entertainment industry that they're, they're trying to give us. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. it was all, it was also like Nicki Minaj calls her fans barbs, like Barbies. She's embraced the Barbie persona since day one. Yeah, she has, hasn't she? It's a, yeah. Yeah. She, 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 she's all the pink wigs. Her entire outfit looked like a, looked like a Barbie version of Marie Antoinette or whatever. She was given the video Vanguard award because it's, it's like, 
here's your propaganda influencer award. You <laughs> did great the last decade. And her entire thing is like speaking in two different voices. One she calls Roman. One is Nicki Minaj. One high, one low, one cute, one harsh. Like she moves like a robot. And then she gets on stage. She thanks um, Michael Jackson and Whitney Houston and says people should have listened to them. Like, you know, like I Michael saw- Jackson Whitney Houston. That's dope. No, no. Speak, yeah, sp- speaking of Whitney Houston, I some of the videos they had during the VMAs, and then like some of the little quick clips for the for the people that were nominated. I looked some of the stuff up, and there's just one after another from the Maniskin video with uh, the the snake and the and the eyes wide shut party and the car crash. I looked some of these other videos. It's just like people. It's like people in bathtubs, just like Eminem, just like Taylor Swift, yeah, uh, just exactly. like Lady Gaga. It's it's this. It's literally the same ritual symbolism every single time. My question is, as an audience who enjoys this stuff, you either have to be totally brain dead and don't see it or you see it and just you like it so much. You don't care that they have apparently no ability to produce something that isn't the same slop over and over again. And I mean, I think we mentioned this earlier, this and we're just about out of time. But the the, the image and the idea of the doll, of the plastic facade, of the husk, of the shell. Let's use Nicki Minaj as an example like literally she looks plastic what they have done to those people in the industry likewise what certain political communities have done to black communities in particular is the same thing now through the music industry that they're trying to do to the general public turn you into that plastic doll and you become a much larger there's a lot more people outside the industry than in the industry a lot uh, an enormous a huge a massive uh, 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 possessing a possessive force that is like an energy source for whatever is feeding off of of these people, and they're doing the same thing with just generally around the world uh, with the destruction of the families that has been done politically with black communities. And then you mix the two together, and you've just got every black person in the entertainment industry who has a who has a name apparently according to the VMAs is a homosexual, and then they run HIV advertisements for drugs after the you know after the performances. It's it's so blatant and so naked, and then I'm sitting there on top of that, and I'm watching a, a guy's naked butt on live TV, and I'm thinking, "Where's the FCC at?" <laughs> so, so no, there's 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 so much we could keep going, but we're out of time, unfortunately. Derek, thank you so much for coming on the show and sharing with us what you saw and what you know. All right, it's a incredible show. Um, just real, real quick though, uh, like people might be like, "Why are you guys trying to scare us?" Like, we get it. Like. There's a lot of scary stuff going on. Like the point is that just if you understand that they're actively trying to traumatize you, it doesn't fix what they're doing per se. But at least you have the defenses to not let it overwhelm you, not let it split your mind and break you. That's what that's what they want. Ryan, it's always a pleasure. Um, Anytime you want, I'm 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 here. Uh, It's always fun. Always a blast. All right, sounds good. Sounds good. Thank you so much. I agree with you and being being aware of it uh, and allowing yourself to to. to come to the realization that this is what is happening can perhaps prevent you from being sucked in, even if it's just the mundane stuff. I mean, it really is the drugs, the alcohol, the promiscuity, the the, the mindlessness of it, uh, the way that you know videos and music videos in particular are shot, and the themes of little demon and like things that could be maybe entertaining, could be funny, but not when they're every single thing that we consume. That shows us that there's something powerful that wants us to put our energy on those, those themes and those ideas. Yeah, they're really, Derek, there really is, it seems a force, some kind of energy that is interacting from outside this world into this world through plastic mannequins. And they are trying to influence and, and access not just children, just the general public. It's what it seems like. 
Anyway, again, thank you, Derek. I appreciate it. Thank you, Ryan. Great job. Thank you. Right, you have a good night, Derek. Yep. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings, www.thesecretteachings.info. That was Derek Murphy on the broadcast this evening. We should have Harold Kaltz on the show later this week. Monday through Friday, 10 p.m. to midnight Pacific, right after Ground Zero and Clyde Lewis. rdgable at yahoo.com is the email. Check out my books. Check out the archive on the website. You subscribe. You buy a book. You keep us on air. It's that simple. Please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Let us know what you think of the show. And as always, stay safe, stay informed, stay healthy. And we'll talk to you on the next broadcast. Broadcast.